It must be sugar may contain some language in which our listeners may find offensive. Discretion is advised. Hey guys, it must be sugar here. Let's talk. It Must Be Sugar here, podcast episode two, self-care and how important it is for us. As we go through our daily lives, being available for our friends and family, we tend to forget about ourselves in the process. Many of us get caught up with the day-to-day activity of survival and we tend to overlook our self-care. Today, let's talk about self-care and how important it is for us. For me, I know being an adult is not easy at all. With the demands of work, taking care of home, Maintaining a relationship and still making time for friends and family, it ain't easy. We'll get into that later on in the show. Let's talk. It must be Sugar here with Sugar's Faves. This is a segment where I put you on to some of my favorite moods in fashion, entertainment, and other vibes. Let's talk. It must be Sugar here with Sugar Faves for March. With March being Women's Month, I have two Sugar Faves. I would like to begin by highlighting Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. I actually listened to this book via Audible and it was fantastic. During the book, I cried a few times because it depicts the struggle of an average woman who had a vision and went for it. The book gives you insight to Michelle's life, her upbringing, and her blossoming into womanhood, love and loss, and losing her best friend to cancer along the way. And did I mention meeting her husband, Barack Obama, and becoming the first black first lady of the United States of America. Becoming is a must-read for me, and hopefully it can be a must-read for you. My second sugar fave for March is the new Solange album, When I Get Home. Can I say how brilliant it is from the date the album was dropped, which was the end of Black History Month and the beginning of Women's Month? Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. My favorite track on the album is track 7, Dreams, track 9, Almeida, and track 17, Sounds of the Rain. If you have not checked out Solange's new album, please do yourself a favor and check it out. And thank you for tuning in to Sugar Faves for March. See you next month on Sugar's Fave. Let's talk. Hey, it's showtime. And if you're from New York City, you know just what I mean. Subway Chronicles, let's talk. Hey guys, it must be Sugar here on my second episode of Subway Chronicles. I'm so happy to be here. I also have a guest again. I think she's going to be a regular. Um, my sissy poo, Coco Lamel. Say hi. Hi guys. <laughs> Today on Subway Chronicles, I'm going to talk about my experience on the subway. Actually on the 6th train. Let's be uh, specific. And also on the express train. Um... As I was waiting, a packed train approached with two identical twins. 
Um, I call them hood celebrities because as long as I've been riding the train, I've been seeing these twins on this train, and that's over. I don't want to date myself, but I'll see. Is, is it the twins that I think I know? Girl, they like six feet tall. They dress identically. Yes, they dress identically alike. They both walk with the left foot. They both walk with the. You know what? They identical. Okay. Those, those are my friends. Those are your friends. <laughs> oh, well, we about to trash your friends right now. Oh um, my god. But these twins are like about forty-ish years of age. You know, they're six feet tall and dress alike. And when I say alike, I mean alike. They look alike. They dress alike. They walk alike. Drinking. Did I say they are identical? <laughs> Well, anyway, the train, the train approaches the station, and a sister was late as usual. Trust me, I'm, I'm working on my time. Trust me, I'm always late. Um, one of the twins motioned with his hands, showing the cutoff sign. You know, the sign that goes under the chin, saying that no more. It's, it, it, it's tight. Cut, it's cut. It. Don't, don't even bother. Cut. Yeah, he was doing that. And he said the train was packed and there's no more room in the car. So he was saying to see you? Yeah, yeah. To me and another lady that was standing there. But you know me, I was late, so I had to get on that train because I needed to get to work on time. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at him and approached and proceeded to enter the train. As I entered the train, one of the twins stated, I know you're going to the back because right here, there's no more room. I need space. This tall thing here. Listen, I replied back to him, I'm going to stand right here where there is space. And that's right next to you because I need to get to work, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and I then said, Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're standing cheek to shoulder, and as I said, cheek to shoulder, cheek to shoulder. I don't mean the cheek on your face, okay? It was his cheek <laughs> and my shoulder. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, we're standing, they're really tall. They're, are you, really tall. Yeah, they're tall. I mean, cheek to shoulder. And he started, okay, and he started moving around. I proceeded to tell him the train is too packed for all that movement. He then proceeded to tell me that he's a star and he needs space. What? Yes, girl. He said, I'm a star and I need space. Still then good. Listen, I, listen, this is the kicker. He proceeded to ask his brother for something, and then he turned around to me to show me a picture of him and his brother standing next to, guess who? We, guess who guess who they were standing next to? I don't know, his other brother? Girl. <laughs> they were standing next to Oprah. In this picture frame, standing next to Oprah. I mean, they literally had a picture in a frame. And he turned around and he said, you see, I said I was a star. And I was like, oh, shit, you are a real star. My back. Listen, my stop came up and then I proceeded to tell him, that's why your brother looks much better than you. In <laughs> the winds of the doors Even closing. In <laughs> the winds of the doors closing, it was like, ding, ding. Both brothers stood there looking at each other while the doors was closing, and my ass was laughing hysterically while going up the stairs like, mine. If you had a twin, I'll still date you. Okay, no, if you had a twin, I'll date your twin. You guys look identically alike. But anywho, I mean... MTA, you know, New York City Metro system. It's just interesting. It is literally the belly of the beast. Mm -hmm. But I look forward to these Subway Chronicles because they keep me laughing. They keep me upbeat. 
And they keep me just looking forward to the next train I get on. That's why you got to watch your front and watch your back. You got to have eyes in the front, eyes in the back. All the time. And like I said, thank you so much for tuning in to Subway Chronicles. See you next month. The concept of self-care is similar to the safety procedure on an aircraft. In the unlikely event of an emergency, fit your own oxygen mask first before attending to children and adults. By putting yourself first, you can effectively help your loved ones or those in need. One word of advice that I've obtained and still follow up to today from one of my mentors as being an early career clinician was take a break every three months from work. Whether you schedule a trip or a staycation from work, it allows you to detach your mind and body from the job. When you are in the brinks of feeling burnt out, take a mental health day. It's okay. The office will run without you. Your family and friends will understand that you need a day for yourself to regroup, to come back, to stand on firmer grounds. We all need these days from time to time. According to Forbes Magazine, September 19, 2017 edition, it states, Know yourself. Self-care is important to maintain a healthy relationship with yourself as it produces positive feelings and boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Lack of self-care can lead to all sorts of health problems, from anxiety and depression to insomnia and heart disease. This statement hit the nail on the head. When I have taken time to do something nice for myself or come back to work from a vacation, I usually feel like I can take on the world. As we pour our desires into assisting others to overcome and navigate their barriers, we tend to give ourselves the energy of what's left over. How do you take care of yourself after being a container of various stories you hear throughout your day, your weeks, and months, one might ask. Let's talk about some examples of the five different categories of self-care. Physical, psychological, emotional, spiritual, and relationship self-care. Example of physical self-care. Develop a regular sleep routine. Sleep is important. I know for me, I have to have at least eight hours of sleep, at least. Anything less than that, is uncivilized no but seriously anything less than that I know I cannot function anything less than that I know that going to work I'm unable to bring my full self to the table so I need at least eight hours of sleep so it's important to find a regular sleep routine aim for a healthy diet and incorporate exercise take lunch breaks it's important to step away from the work and with lunch breaks it allows you to do so and during lunch breaks you can take walks too I know with the summer, the spring and the fall, I tend to walk around my neighborhood during the lunch breaks. At winter time, I usually take the stairs during my lunch breaks and listen to the music that they play in the staircase, which is really exciting because they play a variety of music from Beyonce to soca to rap to rock. It's really interesting. So it's really important to get away from your desk 
and just move around. Take your dog for a walk after work. I have a dog. He's kind of moody sometimes, but he's the cutest little thing. And it's, it's fun to take him for a walk after work. It allows me to get my exercise in and it allows him to get out and um, enjoy the weather. Ah, the most important one, the most important one is use your sick leave. As I mentioned before, mental health days are real. Sometimes you have to take a mental health day just from the job to regroup and to come back. Or if you're physically sick, take your sick day to nurse yourself back to health and then come back to work. So these are some examples of physical self-care. I know for me, one self-care that I use and I love, I love to dance. Any beat of soca music, you see me dancing. I know uh, I love parades, I love carnivals. I like to participate in them. So that is a part of my self-care, my physical self-care. I love to participate in carnival, bacchanals, juve. I love those things. So that's how I incorporate my self-care, my physical self-care. Examples of psychological self-care. Psychological self-care are activities that help you feel clear-minded, able to intellectually engage with professional challenges that are found in your work and professional life. So one, you can keep a reflective journal. I know journaling in the past has helped me really reflect on my feelings and events that have taken place in my life. Currently, I haven't really been journaling with a pen and a pad. I tend to do more journaling in my iPhone. When my feelings are like at sky high, I, I tend to like journal and I find it to be very helpful. So you can engage in external supervision or regular consult with a more experienced professional. I feel like here is an important part to insert therapy. There's nothing wrong with seeing a therapist. I think it's actually therapeutic seeing a therapist and I think everyone should be connected to a therapist, but I will pick that up in another episode. But if you can, try to find a therapist. It's good to bounce ideas off feelings and able to process these feelings with someone. Turn off your email and work phone outside of work hours. Very, very, very important. I noticed that if you're not on call 24 seven, then I think it's really important that you disconnect from the cell phone and the email. If you get off of work at 5 o'clock, I think it's important to just cut that work phone off at 5.01 and turn it right back on at 9 o'clock. And the same with emails. Because I notice if you answer an email after hours, they will continue to email you after hours. So take that into consideration and just detach yourself from the work. It is okay. Make time for relaxation. I know with me, I have a huge family and I have a lot of nieces and nephews and with my family I'm always on the go. Saturdays I'm always doing something whether it's taking someone to basketball practice, baseball practice, dance class, music class, I'm always on the go or, or I'm doing something for myself, right? So a friend of mine actually explained to me, she actually asked me, hey do you ever like stay at home? Do you ever like relax at home? And when she said that, I was like, mm, she was like, listen, we work from nine to five throughout the week. It is okay to take a day. It's okay to take a couple of hours to lounge around in your pajamas and just watch TV and eat your favorite food. Like it is okay. So it's so funny. Once we had that discussion, I try to do that at least three times a month, somewhat like a whole day in my, in my, um, apartment. And it feels good. It really, really feels good. So you know, that's important. Make time to engage with positive friends and family. I can't say this enough, positive friends and family. And positive friends and family doesn't mean 
always hearing positive things you want to hear at that particular time. Sometimes your friends and family are extremely positive, but sometimes they have to get to the nitty gritty and be upfront with you and be honest with you. And sometimes honesty isn't the best thing or isn't the thing that we want to hear at the moment. But if you're surrounded by good people, you have nothing to worry about. Um, the next one is emotional self-care. Allow yourself to safely express your full range of emotions. This goes back to developing friendship with supportive and honest friends. Like I mentioned above, like that honest plays a word and supportive also plays a word. You know, not everybody is your friend. Not everybody wants to see you win. Let's, let's just be honest. And by that, you can weed out who's your friends and who's not your friends. And at the end of the day, ultimately, we all want positive, supportive, and honest friends around us. Write three good things that you did each day. I think this is a really good one. I have a friend. She is in the mental health realm, and she posted a challenge for people to do. It's basically obtain an empty spaghetti sauce jar and incorporate positive affirmations or positive things that happen to you each day and at the end of the year open up that jar and read each and every one of them I think that's a really really good challenge to do I've started it um, you don't have to start it on the first of the year you can start it whenever you want to and it's and it's important to actually read the good things that has happened to you throughout the year so that's a good thing and also do something you enjoy do something that you enjoy. Some people like to drive. Some people love to read books. Some people like to relax. Some people like me love to dance to soca music. I love soca music. So find something that you really, really enjoy. Spiritual self-care. This involves having a sense of perspective beyond the day-to-day -day of life. Engage in a reflective practice like meditation. Meditation, I try to med meditate. I haven't mastered it as of yet. But I'm actually working on that. I think starting your day off with meditation and gratitude, it's really important. Or even ending your day with meditation and gratitude. I'm trying to incorporate that. So meditation. Reflect with close friends for support. That's also a good one. Just run down your week with one of your cool, your close friends or, or, or a family member. And it's, it's so funny because you can get some laughs out of it. Relationship self-care. This is about maintaining healthy, supportive relationships and ensuring you have diversity in your relationships so that you are not only connected to work people. Ah, uh, it's important. For me, I know I have groups of friends and even at the different jobs that I had, I have friends from different jobs. And one thing someone always told me is if you're in contact with someone after work or once you leave a job, they are your friends. And it's so true. Like I have friends from my first job and I have friends from the latest job that I've left I have elementary school friends and I also have college friends I have high school friends and now I have adult friends you know friends that share the same interests as me and I love having these buckets of friends it's so cool because you're able to bounce ideas off of each other and just you know get a feel of each other's growth and process out through life it's great prioritize close friends in your life example your partners your family and children so sometimes we have to prioritize things that we do with our family, our children if you have, and our partner. I know sometimes when I have dates set with my friends, I try to keep that date. Or if I have a date with my partner, I try to keep that date. Um, same thing with my family. So it's good to have 
these different um, groups of people in your life, but also be able to manage the different groups of people that are in your life. Attend special events of your family and friends. This is really important and I hold this really close and dear to me. I know when I was in gradu graduate school a while ago, my mentor told me, girl, you about to go to graduate school. Your life ends now. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? He was like, your life basically ends now because you know why? Grad school is gonna take up all of your time, all of your time, and you're gonna miss out on events. And as he said that, I surely did miss out on a lot of events. A couple of my friends had babies, they had baby showers, missed out on that. Um, a friend of mine got married, missed out on that. Like I missed out on a lot of things, and I told myself like, once I was done, I'm gonna try to be present and available and actually show up. So it's been working out thus far. Um, and last but not least, arrive to work and leave on time every day. No lie, this is this has actually hit me this year. It just feels good showing up to work at 9 and leaving at 5 o'clock on the dot. It just really, really feels good. Where I work, you have the ability to come in. You can come in at 10, come in at 10 and leave at 6, but oh, this 9 to 5 thing, I'm really loving it. So if you can, just show up to work on time and leave on time. So listeners, what does your self-care routine look like for you? In order for us to live our best life and enjoy ourselves, we have to really be dedicated and put some effort into our self-care. So think about that and let's talk. sugar here with the would you rather portion of the it must be sugar podcast this segment of the it must be sugar podcast asks you the listeners for your opinion or point of view on various questions asked during the would you rather segment let's talk hey guys it must be sugar here with the would you rather question would you rather fall in love with someone you know your whole life or just met for me, I would prefer to fall in love with someone I just met. Because honestly, I love the getting to know you process and just exploring and developing a deeper connection and relationship with someone that I know nothing about. So for me, I would uh, prefer to fall in love with someone I just met. However, um, in some cases, falling in love with someone you've known your whole life for me I would find it to be not as much challenging just because I would know this person inside and out and the relationship itself would probably be predictable but you know let me know what you think let's talk this episode of the it must be sugar podcast and remember to tune in every last Saturday of the month at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time listen like sub and follow me on Instagram at it underscore must underscore be underscore sugar and on YouTube at it must be sugar and on the web at it must be sugar.com. Let's talk.